Good afternoon. I'm Daniel Guest, and welcome to the Imagine Golf podcast brought to you by Imagine Golf and PXG. You can go to our site, imaginegolf.com, to see all of our offerings, including our free drills, our practice plans, our golf ebooks and videos, or to book a lesson with me either in our state of the art studio right outside of Philadelphia or a virtual lesson through our partners at Golf Live. Um, and you can even sign up for our free tips uh, and videos that go out once a week, every week, by simply dropping us your email. So, uh, Funny quick story today. Um, I want to talk about it, but uh, just a little backstory here. Um, I had to go to all three of our facilities today, right? So each one of our facilities has at least 50 bays. Um, they're driving ranges. And um, so uh, one has more than that, but just call it 50, right, for the sake of argument. And uh, I'm going, and it's a nice day out, right? It's about almost 55 degrees here in the, in the Philadelphia area. So once it gets above 40 uh, in the uh, in the winter here, people go nuts and start you know running out to the driving range. So it's uh, it's approaching 60. It's in the high 50s today. So needless to say, the driving range is packed. I mean packed. Um, two of the three driving ranges has waiting lines uh, where people you know uh, waiting for a bay. So uh, let's just call it 150 golfers are out there hitting balls, right? So 150 golfers are working on their golf game, and how many of them are chipping? How many of those 150 are actually chipping or working on a short game? And if you know anything about golf practice, you know that what the answer is. Zero. Not a single golfer. I, I swear to you, I walked up and down all three facilities and not a single person had a wedge in their hand. Right? I'm not kidding. Now, there were a couple people with wedges on the side, but not a single person. Now, I didn't stay there you know, for 15 or 20 minutes watching, but I walked up and down. And out of 150 golfers, not a single person was hitting a wedge. Right? So, again, I always joke, when you say it out loud, right, when you say anything out loud, right, it gives you a, a different perspective. But when you say that out loud, 150 golfers working on their game and not a single one with a wedge in their hand, it just is ridiculous, right? About two-thirds of them, I, I probably shouldn't say that, about two – at least a third, all right, I'm struggling for the exact number, but at least a third had driver in their hand, a club that you're going to hit 14 times out of 18 if you're good, right? 14 times out of 90 to 100 shots. So a third of them are working on getting off the tee with their driver. And not, and not really working off getting off the tee, just hitting the driver, right? So look, today, today, and that's just not good for the game. Not good for your game, right? It's good for the game because it makes people practice, 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 right? So you're hitting more balls. But it's not necessarily good for your game. If you want to score better, right, you need to work on your short game. And almost every one of these guys guys and girls knows that. They just choose not to do it. There's nothing sexy about working on your short game, so most people don't do it. Um, it's, there's it, there's no sign. I mean, there's nothing, again, sexy about it. There's definitely a science to it. 57% or more of your shots are going to be with a wedge in your hand or closer to the green, right? And um, if you the closest way, the the best way I should say to lower your score is to work on that short game. So everyone always says that, and uh, when I say everyone, all instructors say that. But let me give you a quick little drill you can use that's really easily going to be able to dial in that short game, right? It's a simple drill. You're going to use this drill. You can use this drill for any shot that you have around the green. Right now, what I mean by that is 50 yards out with a, a 52 or 56 degree wedge in your hand. Perfect. Uh, 10 yards away, right, with a 56 or 60 degree wedge in your hand. Perfect. 
in the bunker with a sand wedge, whatever your uh, club of choice is in the bunker, perfect. Uh, you know, 10 feet off the green, right? And a little bump and run shots getting it to the green, perfect. So you can use this drill uh, with, with, in all those scenarios and almost with any club, right? For the most part in your hand, all right? So here's a drill, it's real simple. All you're gonna do is you're gonna take an alignment stick. So, uh, and by the way, if you can get to a practice green, right, and ship from a, from real grass onto a real green, that's the preferred method. If you can't, uh, but you can get to a grass tee area. In other words, you get there's grass and you can ship from grass to grass, right? There's no green, but you can definitely hit from live grass. That's the second best. And if you can't do that, just go to a regular driving range and hit off the mat. But doesn't matter, right? Um, for the drill setup, if you would, um, ideally we want to we want to see the ball land on the green, but for the, for the purposes of this podcast, it doesn't matter, right? You're going to do the same drill. You're going to set up, right? You're going to get a bunch of balls. You're going to set up, and you're going to take an alignment stick or a club if you don't have a alignment stick. And by the way, if you don't have a alignment stick, shame on you. If you're working on your game without an alignment stick, you're really not working on your game. So, um, And you don't need a you – know, as a golf instructor, uh, I, I got tons of alignment sticks, many of which have been sent to me. They're, you know, Some of them are you know, $30 for one alignment stick, for crying out loud. Go to Home Depot or Lowe's or your local hardware store and buy a, a snow stick, right? A, a, a marker, a snow marker that outlines driveways or sidewalks or whatever. Um, it's almost the same exact thing, right? And you can get them for 99 cents or $1.50 or whatever. But have an alignment stick. Put the alignment stick a few feet in front of the golf ball and aimed at the target that you're hitting at. So that's job one. So you're setting up this little station. And if you have two alignment sticks, Make a T with the other one so that you can square your body to the target if you would. So, but it, nothing less, take one stick, move it to the target. That's that's uh, paramount. And then a better case scenario would be having two alignment sticks. So you, you got your little station set up. And then you're going to take your, your golf ball and you're going to take your stance. And let's say we're, we're 10 yards, let's call it 20 yards. We're 20 yards away from the green, all right? In that case, I might choose a 56-degree wedge, right? I'm 20 yards of the green. I got the ball and the alignment stick lined up to the target, right? And I'm going to take my stance, okay? So my regular stance for chipping should be just inside of my normal stance with an iron, maybe, maybe uh, you know, six inches, eight inches inside of that stance, if you would. So a little bit of a tighter stance, right? And my feet now are parallel or uh, to the target or to that stick as well that, that's in front of me. From there... You're going to drop your right foot for a right-handed golfer. You're going to drop your back foot back, and you're going to take your toe, and you're just going to put that toe right about where the ankle joint is, all right? So you're closing your stance pretty significantly, and then from there, you're going to get that heel, that right heel off the ground, okay? So you're moving your right, you're taking your regular stance, you're moving your back foot back to where your toe is right about where your ankle is. And you're going to take that same foot that you just dropped back and you're going to get more on your balls of your feet and get that heel off the ground. And you're thinking to yourself, why would I do this? What is this going to do? Well, it's going to do a lot, all right? First and foremost, it's going to shift some of your weight forward, which in a chipping situation for most people um, allows better contact. So that's positive. Not a ton of weight forward, but it's going to shift a little bit of that weight forward. Secondly, it's going to keep you in balance. Since the weight, since the weight is off of your heel and primarily now on one foot, one uh, total foot, your left foot, and then only on the balls of your feet, you're going to be more cognizant of your balance. And balance is critical or clutch um, when it comes to chipping or uh, the short game in general, right? 
And then the third thing it's going to do is it's going to get this club coming from the inside, right? We need clubs and, and a swing path from the inside to have a pure, better strike on the golf ball. And nothing is more critical than that when you're chipping, that we actually make a good strike, a downward crisp strike on the golf ball, all right? So you're going to be in this stance, right? You're going to get take a few practice swings, get a feel for it, and then you're going to go hit a ball. Now, if you're 20 feet away, right, you're probably – and let's say we have a 50 – 20 yards away. Sorry about that. If you're 20 yards away and you have a 56-degree wedge in your hand, you're going to have to regulate your backswing, right? Because if you take a full swing from there, you're likely going to hit that club farther than 20 yards. So and imagine we teach really three different um, – uh, back swings, if you would, we teach, uh, obviously we teach the uh, full swing, right? So you know that that's a given, right? We teach three others from that. We teach a three quarter swing, which is the club comes back about three quarters of your normal back swing. So your the hands are right, right about your chest. We teach a half back swing. Likewise, we, your hands are right about your waist. And then we teach a quarter back swing where your club head is no higher than your knees. And those are, those are the, the three that we teach, but for the sake of this drill, right, let's worry about what kind of backswing that you have to get to get this ball to go 20 yards, all right? In this case here, if we had a 56 degree, you're probably looking at a quarter a quarter swing. So that club is going to come back just about where your uh, knees are, no, not much higher than that, and you're going to follow through likewise about the same, all right? Let's talk about what you're not going to do, right? you're not going to accelerate through the golf swing. So you're not going to shorten your backswing and then accelerate the downswing. We all know that doesn't work, right? You're certainly not going to decelerate because that we've all done that, right? You step up to a shot, everything looks great. You're set up perfectly. You decelerate and the ball goes a whopping, you know, six feet or, you know, two yards if you would, right? Or, or three yards or seven, yards, whatever the number is, it doesn't go the projected amount that you wanted it to. So we're going to try to get a feel for rhythm, right? And that rhythm should be one, two, three, one, two, three. So one on the backswing, down on the, or, or two on the downswing, and three on the follow through. One, two, three, right? So any other rhythm outside of that is likely going to be uh, incorrect, and your sequencing, uh, if you would, is going to go wrong, all right? And the sequencing is always the same, right? It's hips, shoulders, arms, hands, hips, shoulders, arms, hands, right? Now, when we're chipping, obviously, we're not going to you know, accelerate through that with our hips like we would do with a normal swing here. So everything is muted just a bit, all right? But all you're going to do is get a feel for what this drill feels like, right? Back and forth, back and forth. And you're going to be amazed how much better you're striking the golf ball, all right? Move around the green, right? Choose different distances. Choose different clubs. If you're on the range, likewise. You can't move. I get it. But Choose different clubs. See what the ball flight does with your 56 versus your 60 versus your utility wedge versus your pitching wedge versus your nine iron, right? It always crushes me when I see people that all, especially when we do on-course lessons, where all they use for pitching is their pitching wedge, right? They never pull out their sand wedge unless it's in the sand, right? And they never pull out a nine iron or they never pull out an eight iron, you know, for these shorter shots. So use different clubs from this stance, if you would, and you'll get a feel for what the ball does and what kind of distance you need to bring that club back, if you would, in your backswing to get a certain distance from the ball flight. That's it. There's no other secret than that. Try it.
I got news for you. It will absolutely quiet a lot of the noise that you currently have in your short game. All right. Now I mentioned in the in the in the bio, if you would, or, or in the description of this podcast, right, that you can use this from any lie from anywhere around the green. Right. So let's talk about a bunker. You drop a couple balls in the bunker if you have a bunker around you, and you take the same exact stance. The only thing that you do different is you just get a little lower, just a little lower. That's it, because we're trying to make contact with the sand first, right? So if we get a little lower and we strike a little bit further behind the golf ball, this technique is going to work flawlessly, flawlessly, right? So try it. Get your sand wedge out. Get your 60-degree wedge out. Get in the bunker. Try it. You're going to be amazed. Try the different lengths of back swings. Take a take quick note as to exactly how far you're bringing back the club and then how far is that ball going out of the bunker. And then try the quarter swing. Try the half swing. Try the three-quarter swing. All right? If you got a bad lie, again, push these balls down in the grass a little bit if you can, right? Create a bad lie for you. God knows you're going to get a bad lie when you're playing. So create a few different bad lies for yourself and then do the exact same thing, okay? One little difference in when you have a bad lie is, and you see professionals do this all the time, you want to take a few practice swings in the grass around where your ball is and get a feel for what that grass is doing to the club head, right? Is it grabbing it, right? And if you're different parts, different geos around the country, if you would, you know, I, I've spent a lot of time in Florida and the Florida grass is totally different, right, from the northeastern grass, right? You get down south in the, in the Georgia area, if you would. Um, likewise, totally different than from the, the Pennsylvania grass or northeast grass and definitely different than the Florida grass. So get a feel for what the, the grass is going to do and then simply strike a little bit behind the golf ball. Don't try to make contact with the ball first if you got tons of grass that you need to deal with, all right? Just a few millimeters, right, centimeter, whatever the distance is, just a little bit behind and take your regular swing in this setup and let's see what happens. And try it. Try the quarter swing. Try the half swing. Try the three-quarter swing, all right? That's it. You don't need to worry about any other drill until you've tried this drill. Try it. Because it's definitely going to, like I said, it's going to put your body in a better scenario. It's going to bring the swing path from the inside. It's going to promote a crisp, flush shot or contact, if you would, on the golf ball. And then based on your backswing, it's going to have a predictable um, distance, if you would. So you're going to be able to dial in your distance control. All right. So all of those are positive when it comes to the short game. So this one drill, if you did nothing else and just tried this one drill, Right Again, preferably hitting into a real green off a of real grass, but it doesn't matter. But if you do this, and I guarantee you, you're going to see results. All right? Now, let's talk about a, a, a shot in the same drill with, without a wedge. So put the wedge down and grab, a, grab an 8-iron. Right? Let's say you're, you're 100 feet from the green. Okay, It's one of these big greens, and you're way on the outside of it, Right, and you're also – uh, five yards off the green. All right. So big scenario here, you're 50, you're 15 feet off the green and you got a hundred feet or eight, whatever the number is, but you got a long way for you to need that ball to roll. Okay. If you're Phil Mickelson, pick up your 60 degree wedge and do a, a full shot and absolutely flop this thing right to the hole. But if you're not keep that wedge in the bag and grab your eight iron and get in this stance 
and just take a small swing with the eight iron. You don't need loft, right? You don't need to loft this ball because the eight iron's got enough loft. You don't need bounce because the bounce of the of the eight iron is going to be enough to get this club to get through the grass and uh, and loft this ball onto the green. All you need is tempo or timing, right? So take a few practice swings, right? Again, in the grass, get a feel for what that is, and likely take just a little tiny swing in the back, right? Maybe even like a putting stroke, and get this ball to get on the green and roll a long way, a long way, right? If you're inside of that, and by the way, that's going to be a phenomenal shot. You're going to be amazed how easy it is. Um, personally, I stick with the 8-iron all the time. That way I don't have to think about should I use my 7-iron, should I use my 9-iron. No, just, just use your 8-iron, all right? And you're going, to get, you're going to get a feel for what type of backswing I need to propel this ball 100 feet. And then do it from 50, and then do it from 25. But the goal is, is to have that shot in your bag when you're just off the green, right? If you're a little closer, if you're in, and that goes for anything five yards out, right? If you're inside of five yards, let's say you're two yards off the green, take that same eight iron, but now take your putting stance, whatever your normal putting stance is, and take that eight iron and putt it. You're going to be amazed, right? Forget the putter. I see guys putt all the time with, if you got grass between the putter blade and the ball, it normally doesn't end up well. So, you know, if you're good at that with your putter from, you know, 20 feet off the green or, or even, you know, 10 yards off the green, have at it. But most of you are, right? And you pull that just out of desperation because you're afraid you're going to mess up the short game shot with your wedge. I get that. But leave the putter in the bag and use your eight iron. Grip it like it's your putter. Use your putter grip. Grip it down where you normally would be with your putter, right? And take a putting stroke. And again, you're going to be amazed the control that you have, all right? And that's really it. All right. There's nothing of no, nothing crazy about the short game. There's nothing crazy difficult about the short game. There's no magic fix for the short game. All right. You've got to practice it. You've got to practice it, and you've got to have some plan. All right. A drill gives you a plan. All right. Again, we're big on seven, seven, seven. Doing seven in the drill, doing seven regular shots, and going back two or three times. Seven in the drill. Seven regular shots. Seven in the drill. Seven regular shots. Because this grooves, this is how your mind works. This grooves um, a, a pattern, if you would, and your brain knows what you're trying to accomplish. So try it, all right? Again, the drill's real simple. Um, I think you'll like it. Uh, please do me a favor, hit the follow button below. Um, that's all for, I have for today. Be sure to check out imaginegolf.com. Uh, you can follow us on all our social media platforms as well. Uh, DM me if you have any personal questions, and uh, here's to get you the game you've always imagined. Thanks. <laughs>